This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. I'm Dale Lally uh, here with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson. And uh, this is Hour 3 of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, guys, let's go around the league here a little bit and see what's going on. Uh, the big news today is that Buccaneers center Ryan Jensen Ooh, carted off with a knee injury today. That does not look good, for, and that's a big loss for them. I think he's the highest-paid center in the league now after hitting free agency. Uh, the leader of a very good O-line, great rapport with Brady, typical Bucks, you know, older guy, in it to win it now type of player, probably a top-five center in the league, give or take nastiest center in the league that would be a big blow for them because they have two new guards too yeah i mean that's that's a that's a big blow for them and certainly to, to your point i mean they that's the thing too you know they just signed julio jones yesterday mm-hmm. so you use up a little bit of whatever salary i wonder if they decide julio if yeah they knew, right. <laughs> they knew what they knew today right <laughs> all of a sudden hey, we might need that extra million maybe we should dollars. call jc treader yeah right know, right right because and that's what i try to stress to Steeler fans all the time you can't spend money that you don't have Right, so just even, using it now to use it. Using it just to use it does not make any sense. No, right, Wait right. Wait and see at the end of training camp because you're going to have injuries. You're going to have injuries or there's late enough the process. It's just a bargain you can't pass up for yeah. $2 million or for a guy that's worth $5 million and you, you can't sign Joe Hayden if you don't have the money to sign Joe Hayden when he's right, available. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't quite remember the Hayden situation, but I imagine when he got let go – there are probably 20 teams in the league that couldn't fit him under. Right. You know, they, yeah. just, they, you know, you're, they're not even competing for him even if they love him. Yeah, I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. That you, you Heck, can't, you might even bring Hayden back this year. You I mean, can't who spend money you right. don't have. Um, the Chiefs signed Carlos Dunlap. Their pass rush was really bad Abysmal. last year. Yeah, Surprisingly. They drafted Karloftis. You know, uh, Ingram's gone. Jones is a star. Um, I think Dunlap still has something. They were like a two-man show on defense though, yeah, last year. Yeah. Matthew in the back, who's gone. Who's Chris gone. Jones up front, yep. who, like you said, is a superstar. But it was one of the worst defenses in the league. People don't right. look at that if way. The, and if it wasn't for those two, I mean, right, they, could, right. they wouldn't get any sacks or any turnovers. True. And they were very low in the sack department, too, yeah. and often playing with the lead. Um, even look at their draft. I mean, they drafted Sky Moore, but all their early other picks that they got in the Tyree trade are all defense. Well, yeah, it probably should have been the last few years. They've kind of let mm-hmm. it all get away from them because they weren't drafting yeah. a lot of those guys earlier. I mean, two years ago, the whole project was rebuild the O-line, you know, after Mahomes got killed by Tampa in the Super Bowl. And they did that well. You know, this year I think it was all about defense. Yeah, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, the uh, Do you think Julio does anything with the Bucks? No, I think he's done. I think he's done too. Yeah, I think that, that he looked bad last year. Last year was really, really slow. Really injuries. Yeah, you know, I, I I bet he plays four games. Yeah, it, it, their GM says, "Hey, we're, we're really excited to have Julio Jones." Well, that would be great if it was four years ago. I, but he's not that guy. Yeah, anymore. it's not gonna be like the AB signing where he goes there and he has still AB was still great, amazing. Yeah, I think right. at times he flashed top five in the league. Still, I agree. I thought he was so phenomenal good. for them. If he, I, I Once saw again, why if he Brady could just keep his head on straight, <laughs> right, right, right. Still be oh, there. Yeah. Keep your pads on. You know, <laughs> stay in the stay on the sidelines. Um, I think they gave Julio like a one year six million dollar deal. Too. Again, uh, it sounds like way too much. The money me. that you you now don't unless they unless they made some voidable years at the end to, to kind mm-hmm. of soften that blow this year. Um, they have all kinds of cap stuff 
going forward. The next couple of years are going to be ugly in ugly. Tampa. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think Tom knows it, and you know, do his one more, you know, ride trying to win it all, and then they could really crumble. Yeah, especially if Cal Trask is their quarterback. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, just looking here to see if there's anything. I didn't see a whole lot of action going on with uh, any of the, uh, the teams in the division, and I'm not seeing much on here. One little nugget that I didn't really see a lot of news on, but saw some clips and some people talking about was Michael Thomas. I guess is back to practice yeah, and right. looking good. I yeah. mean, he's been off the planet for two years with this crazy ankle injury, and it was no good news at all about him for a long time until yesterday. He was just out there like nothing was ever wrong. If so. I had to bet, like. You asked me that question a year ago today. I would have probably bet he's done in football. It seemed it that way. It just seemed like he was trending towards. And then mm-hmm. he was, wasn't he tweeting a bunch of stuff, too, about like how he didn't I say, like I didn't think things. he liked the Saints yeah, either. Like this, yeah. And then he wrecked his ankle. But and I guess there was, it's a whole new Saints now. So I guess. I guess, yeah. I mean, if they have him and Alave and Landry and Kamara, who might avoid suspension this year, I mean, that's a pretty good group of skill guys if they're all right. On top of a defense that's pretty good. Yeah, the yeah, defense yeah. Is still right. really good. And their O-line's always good. Uh the Ravens did make a – this is kind of a happened here. I didn't see it. Uh, but they signed Corey Clement did as a running back. Not a good sign. Uh, yeah, because Dobbins and Gus Edwards are still both on um, on the pup. They are on the pup, right. And then they had uh, another running back, uh, undrafted rookie Ricky Pearson, left camp after reporting. Oh, really? Yeah. They drafted the Beatty kid, but he's more of a receiver, third down type back. Yeah. And I bet he makes a team as a you know six round pick or whatever. So but... right now they're running backs. They're running in camp with our Corey Clement, Mike Davis, Tyler Beatty, Justice Hill, and Nate McCrary. I mean, Mike Davis was a flop with the Falcons, oh, and he's their number one, flop. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think right now if they played a game, he'd be their leading carrier. That's that's troublesome for them. That is trouble for a team that wants to run the football. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to play with. Four tight ends on the field and no, you know, one receiver. Yeah, your your running game and running backs better be pretty good. Over the past three seasons, the Ravens have run the ball a league high sixteen hundred and sixty eight times, which is an average of thirty four rushing attempts per game. Now wow. Lamar's probably about ten of those. Yeah, right, right, game. right. But you're still using your running backs quite a bit. Quite a bit, and I remember their Lamar MVP game year. They were unbelievably good in the first half, so they just closed teams out in yeah. a. Bettis cower like fashion in the second half of games, and they're not going to be in that situation nearly as often as they were that year. I wonder if they if they start to play things a little bit differently with Lamar after after him getting hurt last year. See, I think this time last year, before their whole team got hurt, they wanted to throw the football more. I think they thought the way we're playing, people are catching up to us. We need to start throwing the football more, and it just didn't work. And nothing worked and I, I don't think it's all injury related either you know like the reason we talked about the sando tears the reason lamar is not a, a, a one was a lot of people in the quote said he's a number he's a tier one football player but he's not a tier one player from the pocket and they valued that an awful lot i think this is a big crossroad in lamar's career right now i do too yeah i, I think a lot of people are, are starting to catch on to that to mm-hmm. like you know, not only is it is it a contract year for him, but what is he? Yeah. Like What's a, the legacy, you know? You know, I talked to talked to Brian Flores today, and I asked him about, you know, the, the, the game against the Ravens mm-hmm. last year. And he says, look, I think I think he's a phenomenal football player. Um, and he is. And he is. But is he a phenomenal quarterback? That's right, the right, question. right. I mean, his MVP year was awesome. And I'm not taking anything away from him. He could be my quarterback any day. But that, that MVP year... 
no one had any clue how to defend them right. yet. You know, they sprung that on people, you know, without any notice or, you know, everyone went to the drawing board after that year and came up with ideas, you know, and now it's their, their turn to answer And that Titans playoff game that year, too. Yeah, That was right. ugly. That was not ugly. look good. No, They just no. decided, you know what, we're going to make you pass. Like, you're yeah, going to right, have to right. pass against us. That's what everyone's going to do well, against yeah. them, you know. And he can still hurt you. I mean, there's no doubt. But winning from the pocket's never going to go away. No, that's the thing about, you know, you it, again, it goes back to Mike Sullivan's comment today. You could, you know, you can roll out and run and do all that stuff, but if you can't hit the broad side of a barn throwing the football, mm-hmm. it doesn't do you any good. And people don't talk about pass rush plans very often. But if I can pass rush you, not necessarily I want to get a sack, I want to get a quarterback hit, but if I want to make you sit in the pocket, even if you're as talented as Lamar, I can scheme up a pass rush to keep you in the pocket well, that's and what you teams have to did. make throws. That's what teams yeah. did to Cordell Stewart. And if right, right. You know, right now, Lamar, he's not at, at the situation that Cordell was in. But if you remember, Cordell in 97 was the next big thing. Oh, right. You know, 32 combined touchdowns. Right, and, right, right. He was know. like a first-round pick in fantasy. Then, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And right. Then the, you know, and then it got ugly because, he, you know, oh, we're going to keep him in the pocket. Did he? I don't remember him well enough. I mean, with you know the the expert cap on at the time, did, was he just not enough a good enough pocket passer when it was said and done? Or I know times were obviously way different. Yeah, I mean, he was he was better than some of the guys that are in the league now who are these running quarterbacks. But the the team around him was just they didn't they didn't have star receivers then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you remember, they were still built to run the football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but when he had like Yancey Thigpen and, and, you know, Charles Johnson, the late, the now late Charles Johnson, um, you know, some talent at the wide receiver position, they were, they were pretty good when they were running Courtney Hawkins, no offense to Courtney Hawkins, but that's not getting it done. That's yeah. not, yeah, that's not, mm-hmm. you know, you, you need better than that. Um, which might be, I mean, the Ravens have some Courtney Hawkins out there. They've got Bateman and Courtney Hawkins. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's not the same. I mean, those guys are NFL receivers, but. Do you think Not Cordell would have been starters. as successful as Lamar if asked to do the same thing yes. now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe more so. Maybe more so. Because he was, time, maybe. he was he was he was the unicorn back then. Mm-hmm. You know, there are other quarterbacks in the league now who are like Lamar. Or Kyler. Lamar ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Cordell was on on his own tier back then. Yeah, yeah. You know? I was pretty sure that I was going to pick the Ravens to win the North this year, but you guys, the way you're talking right now, kind of makes me feel it's a little bit sketchier. I have a feeling you two are leaning more towards the Bengals repeating. I've been leaning towards the Ravens in a big way just because of how hit they were by injuries, and I trust their coach yeah. more than I trust the Bengals coach. Okay. The Ohio coaches I don't trust like the PA yeah. and Maryland coaches. Right, <laughs> you right. Know There's I mean? a huge gap between those <laughs> yeah. two teams and the, the other two teams. Yeah. But there's some questions in Baltimore right now too, though. The, the big I, one I mean, we you know we've talked about it before, Matt, is Ronnie Stanley. That's their most pivotal player. I mean, they'll find Dobbins a running back. is fine, yeah. but I mean, if they don't have him, it's not going to derail their season. Stanley is. They is don't crucial. have an answer at left tackle. No, and they have a lot invested in him, and he's on pup right now. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, was that like a year and a half ago? He got hurt against he the Steelers. Yeah, he hasn't played. A, he's played like four four games in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And not, not to sound callous about the human being, but you give him a contract, he gets hurt the next day. <laughs> I mean, that's like bad for business. That's bad. That's bad <laughs> right. juju there. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. bad for the cap. Yeah, for sure. Um, and still, nothing on the Deshaun Watson situation. Right. I mean, it, it sounds like they're not in the Jimmy sweepstakes. 
I in fact, mean, as I mentioned yesterday, they, you know, Kevin Stefanski telling telling reporters that, well, you know, if, if Jimmy or if something happens there, we're we're ready to go with Jacoby Brissett. Good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, he's a good two. If it's four games, that wouldn't bother me. Yeah. If it's twelve, it would bother me. <laughs> if it's un- indefinite, it would really bother me. It feels like any morning now you're going to wake up to the news. Yeah. Right. Or I guess. As the I'm, league I'm, works more like Friday afternoon. I'm really surprised. Late. Like, there's there's not even been any like real. Well, here's where the league's leaning. The leaking of it, yeah, right? Yeah, any leak kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just Originally, kinda... it sounded like it would probably be a year. Yeah, and then yeah. the latest rumblings are less. But I don't think anybody's a clue. I don't think they do either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, that, that's the problem. The thing is, is this is an independent arbiter that... They don't really care about the NFL season and schedule. No. Right, right, right. I I mean, I'm partial because I'm a football guy and I look at it through a football lens. I kind of feel like the Browns are owed an answer by now. But I don't think that arbitrator cares one bit. <laughs> you know, you know I, they're I think, worried about the victims. I don't victims, know if the Browns are right. anything because the Brown, like, the league is mad at the Browns for something. Like when mm-hmm. I say the league, I mean the other thirty-one teams are mad that the Browns did this. Yeah, especially all the guaranteed money they. Yeah, get the guaranteed money is the big. The thing. contracts. Is the ridiculous. big middle finger though is giving them a one million dollar contract this year. Yeah. I mean that's just. Didn't blatantly... you bring that up yesterday? The league should have been like, hold yeah. on a second, here, right? <laughs> right? Like you're really. Sticking it to us. Well, You're the, the, telling us the he's going to get suspended. people in Cleveland are all like, but that's what they do with their contracts. That's how they build these contracts. And I get it. Mm. But. Yeah, it's a little fishy. That's a little too fishy. Yeah. One, yeah, year, yeah. one million dollars. One so million gets, dollars. Yeah. yeah. So he gets <laughs> one seventeenth of every game. He's suspended of a million. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's not that much when you just got a big check. It, it really is not. Uh, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. That is Tom Opperman, the shirtless one. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. The Steelers uh, completed their uh, second practice just a little bit ago. We are live from St. Vincent College. We'll be back with more right after this. Let's go play some ball. Always talking black and gold football on SNR. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I like that little intro music. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Gets you going, gets the people feel going. Of, feel of, you, know. you know, I wrote it. I did not know yeah, that. I, I, knew you were, I, I knew you were a songwriter. Yeah. I knew that. There was a bunch of beds that they had me write and perform for nice. a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, I did know you were a songwriter yeah. and performer. Well, a bit of everything. I'm an everyman, yeah. yeah everyman. That is shirtless Tom <laughs> Opperman. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Ali. Welcome back to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh... The Steelers did open with seven shots today mm-hmm. uh, when they opened practice. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was three for four with three touchdowns. All right. Um, Zach Gentry dropped the other pass, so he would have been four for four. I saw him drop a couple passes today. Actually, That's not what there. he's here for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Block the man in front of you. Yeah. Uh, Mason Rudolph was one for three, uh, nearly had an interception. No Kenny Pickett in seven shots. Okay. Interesting. Sticking with that rotation of uh, one, two, and three. Yeah, it, it, I mean the, the the delineation seems very clear right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And again, that's not a bad thing about Pickett. I mean, this is a nice long term plan for the first round pick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll, I, I think that uh, that's going to continue. Um, I, I don't see it changing. I just don't. I don't either. I think we're Pickett gonna... would have to blow their yeah. doors off. We're going to go Paul Brown Stadium September 11th. Yeah. Probably 
Mason with the backup helmet. I seem yeah. to think that's the case, and uh, I don't know why this is a huge, you know, uh, shock to people because I think this was their plan the second they signed Trubisky before they even knew who they well, were. Well, people just draft. hate Mason. That's why. Well, that part, right? Yeah, that I kind of get. But <laughs> I mean, Trubisky's contract is not a starter contract. But I mean, it, it, I think when their their intentions were sign this guy and start him. Yeah, that's uh, happen. Deontay Johnson uh, working on his own on the side again. Um, I don't know. How, I don't. I don't think this is going to be a prolonged thing. But I also don't th- know that he's going to get a new contract. I don't feel half as strong about this one as Minka or TJ. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I knew I mean, those I, were going to get this done. one. I think is a fifty-fifty type. Yeah, of deal. I think they'll make him an offer at some point. Mm-hmm. But then it'll be up to him whether he takes it or not. I forget who we were talking to and whether it was on the air or off. But uh, somebody that I trusted basically said they're going to put a contract in front of him. He's going to sign it or not. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a lot of back and forth. And well, we think you're worth this. You think? I mean, this is this is the offer. We can figure out ways to move on without you if you're not interested. And but we'd like to keep you, and it's going to be a substantial one. But it's not going to be AJ Brown McLaurin money. Here's yeah. an interesting Deontay stat hmm. from NFL Research's Twitter account: Most receiving yards when aligned wide in 2021. Justin Jefferson was number one. That makes sense. Yeah, right? yeah. 1,180 yards. Jamar Chase was number two. Okay. 1,164. And then Deontay was wow. number three. 1,117 yards while aligned wide. Wow, he doesn't line up in the slot all that much, and he's been highly productive every year. You've been saying it too. Yeah, you don't see many slot characteristics with him. He seems more like a like he's an outside guy. beat Stats man coverage, yeah. beats man. number yeah. one type guy. It doesn't matter that he doesn't have a two way go. He still finds a way to mm-hmm. to get open and, yeah. and to get open quickly, and that's why Ben, you know, Ben targeted him so much. I talked to Deontay yesterday, and I and I asked him about, you know, I said, do you see your, do you see your uh, Targets going down. He goes, no, I, I don't. Targets are earned, and he gets open. Yeah, I don't care who the quarterback is. I They're going to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Hey, yeah. look, there's hey, Deontay's open. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Ben's gone, but you think Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada don't realize he gets open? Right, right. <laughs> you know, and design plays for him to be the primary read. And I know people I mean, look works. at the like the how he finished down the stretch last year, and and, and I, I saw some people tweet the numbers out. Well, he only did this the last four or five games of the year can't throw the ball to yourself right yeah I mean that's just the reality of it and you know by the end of the season Matt we've often talked about this with some of the older quarterbacks they wear down at the end of the year yeah weather starts to take its toll and the hits and you know bones are a little creaky and Monday's not as fun as it used to be yeah yeah it shows so don't don't you know that don't you got to take that with a grain of salt but you know that's again it's that wide receiver position where you can't get the ball to yourself Mm -hmm. Um, but he's still a very productive wide receiver I would like to see the depth of target go up for him and everybody. I'd be shocked offense. if it doesn't. I'd be, I'd be really surprised right. if it doesn't. I'd also see like to see them get a little more run after the catch. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's Debo Samuel, you know, but I think that he well, can he is, make a guy miss. He's and, a guy that was a, a, an all-pro punt returner yep. in 2019. Yeah. You know, led the league in punt, in punt return average. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that tells you that he's pretty slippery in space. It, it, the, the Steelers are very, very well known for having great success drafting Wide receivers, especially out of round one, you know, and he's the perfect example. And there's many, many going back to Antonio Brown. And I am convinced, and I bet if Kevin Colbert were sitting here, he would tell you, we want punt returners. You know what I mean? Yeah. If guys with the ball in their hands that have that juke, that make you miss, that vision. And I think people, that's a great point, Dale, because I think people forget about Deontay as 
what he could do as a returner. Yeah. You so know? you're talking about a guy as a receiver in his four, in his three first three years, he's been an All Pro, and, if, and last year was a Pro Bowl guy. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not a B like, but who else has had a better start of their career? It's better than Juju. It's better than Claypool. Yeah. It's better than. I mean, we Wallace. went through all those numbers early in the off season about where he ranks in his in this in that rookie class or that mm-hmm. 2019 receiving class. And you were talking about Metcalf, McLaurin, uh, who else is in that class? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. I mean, there's some good, good players in mm-hmm. that in that draft class. He's, he's so off the radar. He's, but he's top three. Yeah, in everything. he's right there yeah. with yeah. them all. Yeah, Tom, you had that stat about him as an outside receiver. Really, any receiving stats you look at, you he's, know, he's surprisingly there. Right? He's there with like Devontae Adams, <laughs> you know, and over the last three years, you're like, what the heck is that? Yeah, yet, it's Cooper and, Cup and Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill and Deontay. You know, and, like, and yet so many Steeler fans yeah. seem to be ready to just, I'll just let him go. I wonder why the perception's He's like not that. a star. I mean, what's your definition of a star? Do you that's, think it's the drops early? Do you think that's just been I seared think, into I people's people brains? Still, you know, he still talks about it. Mm-hmm. It still bothers me. It was, it was had, wild in 2020. He had six drops all of last season. Yeah. And how many targets did he have, though? Right, <laughs> you know, I mean, but he was third in the league in targets, and yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't in the top three in drops. I mean, his drop percentage wasn't bad last no. year at all. No. It was I mean, again, middle of the road or above average. Keenan Allen led the league in drop passes last year. Yeah, tied with Jamar Chase. With Nobody talked about Jamar Chase dropping a bunch of passes as a rookie. Right, they all did in preseason because yeah. the ball doesn't have the strike. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> but he drops passes, you know. Yeah. And I will tell you, I, I know this for a fact, and people will laugh it off and say, "Nah." Coaches don't hate drops. If you get open. They hit third down drops. I mean, no one likes them. But even like a guy coming out of college and you write a report for them, across the league, if one of the negatives are drops, I can live with it, you know? I mean, if he's getting open and doing the other stuff, getting open is the hard thing, (laughs) you know? Okay, you drop two that you shouldn't have over the course of the year that – you know, the average receiver wouldn't have. Okay, you know, yeah, I'd love to have Larry Fitzgerald. Never has a drop ever. But a drop here and there, okay, it's second and ten. We'll, we'll get over it. You That's know? what I said about right. to your point about getting open. Um, I, I said that about Lima Swede when he was going through his problems. I'm like, I don't know if people understand. Like, he was getting wide open. He did the hard stuff. He huh? did the hard thing. <laughs> right. He got yeah, wide yeah. open in the NFL down the sideline mm-hmm. several times. He but had, it was the completion of the, the right, of the right, right. You got to keep take the, the reservation. reservation. Right. You he couldn't keep, keep the, the reservation. <laughs> that's the key. That's yeah. important. You have to part, catch the right. football. I mean, I don't want stone hand guys, right? But I mean, a lot of this, the top receivers in the league will have their share of drops. I mean, Amari Cooper led the league. He had like thirty one year. Yeah. They're not all Larry Fitzgerald out there. No, Just right, right, right. Everything. Okay, it's second and three, and you drop one. Yeah, we'll, whatever. We'll, we'll live again. We'll get a, yeah, we will get the next one again. That's those third downs or the drops in the end zone that sure they get I mean, magnified. They're um, certainly game changing plays. But, yeah, you know. And, and the the other thing that he talked about is it's kind of like the baseball analogy that I always use with, with my players. Like, hey, everybody's going to strike out. Mm-hmm. No matter who you are, baseball is a game of failure. If you if you bat three hundred in, in Major League Baseball, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. Right, so seven outs every time. That's you seven outs. Yeah, <laughs> play ten so times. You're going right. to you're going to happen. You're going to hit the ball hard. And you're going to you're going to get out. You're going to hit a, a a little soft one, and it's going to drop in for a hit. That's just mm-hmm. the reality of it. You're going to strike out. It's what do you do after that? Yeah, yeah. And he's talked about that. He's I, I think he's I think he's realized that like when he didn't have a drop for like the first ten games last year. But then they then they started happening, and then it got in his mind again that, that oh I'm dropping the, you know I'm going to drop the, the football, 
And so then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think now he's realized those drops are going to be like strikeouts. I'm gonna, I may drop one, but I can't drop two. I can't drop three. See, I think, the, and you kind of alluded to this. I mean, two years ago, there was a stretch it, where it, it was in his head. Yeah, And the ball no was doubt. eating him up, and yeah. he was thinking about it, I'm sure, and, and he had the yips that or Buffalo whatever. That Buffalo game, he ends up right. being benched because of it, because he had the yips. Yeah, right. But, I mean, if, if that never happens, no one looks at him last year and be like, boy, this guy's got a real drop problem. Yeah. You know, he had a bad month. Yeah. of his career, going back to college. It's never been an issue for him. He had a bad month over the course of his last eight years of playing football. Dale, going off of what you said about him saying, you know, everybody strikes out, that's what you do after. I think about the Week 12 game against Baltimore last year where he had a drop early in the game and everybody was like, oh, here we go again with Deontay. Yeah. Was on fire in that second half, finished with over 100 yards, had two touchdowns. It's exactly what he's talking about. Don't worry about the drop. Bounce back and score two touchdowns Tom, in the second you, half. You, know, you were a basketball player like I was. I mean, you miss those first four shots. If you're the shooter, though, you have to keep shooting. You don't think, "Oh, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the shot, but I'm going to miss it." You take that next shot. No, your you're teammates are going to get mad at you yeah. if you just stop shooting. Like, <laughs> if Deontay just goes to stop throwing me the ball, guys, I'm not catching it the rest yeah. of the game. Like, dude, we need you to catch yeah, it yeah. eight times to have if any success. The, if, if you're the de- if you're the shooter, you shoot the basketball. Yeah. Even if you miss your first four or five shots, you think those next four or five are going to go in. Yeah. Or you get the line somehow, or you know, yeah. you change things up a little bit. Throw him a bubble screen, get his confidence back, or you know, I mean, there's ways to get these guys the ball or to get them on the right track. Yeah, so uh, it's, uh, this is going to be an interesting situation. Uh, again, I don't expect it to to linger. I don't expect it to be like T.J. Watt, where he doesn't practice at all in the preseason. Okay. Or play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'd play anyway. I think in the I think there'll be a, de- a definitive moment in this situation where. Either the team goes to him, again, makes him an offer, says, this is our offer, take it, you know, you can either accept it, but let's move on with this whole thing. Hypothetical, let's say we get off the air and comes across, the Steelers and Deontay Johnson agree to a term. Okay, whatever. Do you think he plays in the preseason anyway? Like, I want to see Boykin. I want to see Miller. I want to see the That's two the rookies. That's the other part of this. You know, right. Like, so I want to save them. That, yeah. Right. But on the other side of the coin, don't you kind of want to see the new offense against a different team? Yeah, just yeah. for one – not – we'll play them in every game, but that second preseason game, one quarter, starting offense, mm-hmm. maybe not a full quarter for guys like Najee, maybe one series for Najee, then you pull him back. But at least something of, yeah. okay, Mitch, you're number one. You have all your weapons. It's a different team out there. Let's see what you do in a quarter. Did Najee play any last year in the preseason? I don't, I don't think so. Or maybe, maybe two minimal. carries. Yeah, yeah, very, very minimal. But you're right, though. This offense is very new. And just new quarterback. New too. quarterback. It's so big. So maybe he does. I, I kind of thought he'd be one of the, the offensive guys that have a, the least chance to play. Maybe he's more the, like, one series and then you're done. Mm-hmm. And the majority play the quarter, but the stars, Deontay, First two Pat, games maybe play Nagy, a quarter. Right, right, right. Much. Yeah, interesting. Well, that, I do want to see those other receivers. Yeah, though. that whole preseason snap count thing is going to be interesting this year yeah. with just three and you got to get a quarterback ready to play and you've got an entirely new offensive line for the most like mm-hmm. a bunch of new they're gonna need some there. reps got to get reps with those guys yeah and real live game situations yeah. picking up stunts and things like that too and hot reads and all that stuff that comes with it yeah i haven't been excited for a preseason game in decades i mean seriously <laughs> yeah, really, right, like, right. I, I, there's a lot of stuff that you need to figure out in the preseason but when you have your franchise quarterback you, you know things are going to go pretty well in the regular season you don't really need to see much but yeah this and you is do so different right exactly so like this is just so different of an experience mm-hmm. i mean i was what like 
seven years old the last time that they didn't have Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger out here in preseason games actually mattered as far as the quarterback reps were concerned. And we've kind of dismissed, you know, Pickett fighting for the, the job. I can't wait to watch him play in live right, action. Though. Exactly. Right. I mean, even, even if it's the fourth quarter. quarter. Right, yeah. right, exactly. You know, he's going to play a lot, I would think. And like, I, you know, I imagine, you know, the, the, for the, the two of those preseason games are at Heinz Field. Yeah. Um, it's Akershore Stadium now. How dare I'm you? Sure, I'm, <laughs> I've avoided saying it. Thank you very much, Tom. <laughs> last two days, yeah, 100%. Akershore Stadium. That's going to take yeah. a while. Akershore Stadium. i got to keep saying it over and over again. I don't have a problem with that. Is it like some fans seem to. I don't have any problem with it at all. Just win, win football games. Right, right. Are they still the Steelers? Like, like, yeah. The, I mean, the product on the field is the product on the field. I love the people that are like, I had so many memories there. It's the same it's the damn same stadium. stadium. <laughs> like, they didn't blow it up. I know. <laughs> right. Hey, I like, the, I like their ketchup as much as the next guy, and the red zone stuff was cool, and the big ketchup bottles were kind of unique, but – do you really think it's going to change the experience one bit? Not one in, bit. Right. In, in, in fact, it may, it, you know, because they're getting more money out of this naming deal. They may, it, may, it may be better. They may be able to put some money into that <laughs> yeah. to make, it, make the uh, That's the what I'm saying. More money for the organization might have a ripple effect for correct everyone involved. I mean, Absolutely. who knows? Right, right, right. Absolutely. Why is that a bad so, thing? Uh, God love Acroshore for uh, stepping up. And, Heck, yeah. You know, we'll get used to it. You, everybody will get used to it. I mean, you know. That's just the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I I think for that last preseason game, I would I would imagine Kenny Pickett starts it and plays most. Just of gets it. it. Just yeah. that's your game. And then maybe like they maybe, that, that might be the first time we year, see right? Chris Olodekon throw a pass because yeah. he still hasn't thrown one <laughs> on the field in, in training. Maybe he gets the fourth quarter of the yeah. third game or something. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Talk about a trial by fire. There. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Do you think Pickett gets more snaps in the preseason than Rudolph? I bet he gets the most snaps. Period. Probably, yeah, because again, he's going to play if he plays that or the majority of that final game. Because mm-hmm. because what he'll I, appear in all three games. Yeah, he'll play in all three, and I would assume that it wouldn't know, shock me if Rudolph doesn't appear in one of the games. Yeah, this is not a Landry Jones type situation where that that preseason Landry didn't play it. He play, hardly played at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you still have to, you know, get Rudolph some snaps, and he's. Getting a legitimate shot to 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 be the starter. I mean, they're they're evaluating it. They're not just mm-hmm. paying lip service to that. I think they want Trubisky to be the starter. But yeah, you know, if Rudolph's better, Rudolph's better. I mean, it's I not, think that would shock not, everybody. Yeah, but yeah, it's not. But it's not like they have you know a ton invested in Mitch Trubisky. They say, oh, you know, they didn't pay him twenty five million dollars. He's the starter. Right. I mean, it's not like oh, Ben's preseason hasn't been so good. You know. Yeah. But, um, who cares what it's doing? He's still right. going to start. You know, but right, if Trubisky right. goes out there and throws eight interceptions in the preseason, you know, that's different. They might have to have a meeting. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> might need to talk about it yeah, a little like bit. He's not reading coverages. He's not getting the ball in his hands. Yeah, we might have to have a discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, let's take another break here. All right. We One more back. segment. We huh? will One finish more up the show. Absolutely. We'll do that when we come back. He is Tom Offerman. That is Matt Williamson, and I am. Dale Lolly, you are listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back to finish up the show live from Steelers training camp right after this. Twenty-four-seven, home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson and the great Tom Opperman. Uh, here with us, uh, gracious enough to join us here uh, for these uh, pra- practices here as we get through our uh, shows here. 
at St. Vincent College. And a little little breaking news here with oh. the, in the NFL. The Jets are signing linebacker Quan Alexander. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, it, it's it's about that time of year where some of these dominoes some of drop. These, yeah. Or, yeah, you've seen the camp a little and – Ah, we'll pick up Julio. We'll pick up Quan Alexander. You know, yeah. Joe Hayden. That's yeah, a good yeah, one yeah. Fall. Yeah, that's kind of been my point all along. With with uh, you know people, uh, you know, as soon as minicamp and well, the Steelers going to sign this, they're going to sign that. Like, there's time. There's mm-hmm. still a lot there of good time. veteran players out there who are going to play in the NFL this season. A lot of them, and they just they're just not with the team yet, and they may not be real keen on signing at this time. Right. Of year. I mean, OBJ is still out there. Yes. He had a resurgence in L.A. You'd think that he'd be on the top of a lot of teams' wish lists. Well, he's coming off an ACL, so. Okay, so but maybe not at the top of the wish list, but it's <laughs> right there at number two or number three. But if I'm the Packers, right? Yeah, I mean, the Ravens. I could withstand two or three months without him, and then he comes back for hopefully a playoff run, you know, or the Colts, you know, teams like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we just got a tweet about 20 minutes ago, and I think it's an interesting conversation. Okay. Um, he asked the three of us, his name's May Jolner, he, he, and he's tweeted us quite a bit. He said, you know, would you be interested in bringing in Daryl Williams or J.C. Treader? I never think it's a bad idea to have an extra offensive lineman. J.C. Treader's best day is better than any center on this roster, and I'm not including Daniels in that mix. Um, he's a good movement guy. He's his own blocker. Daryl Williams has played a lot of snaps at tackle. I, I think there might be an injury with there him. There might be something uh, there, yeah. But one-year deal, you know, a couple million bucks. And I'm also thinking long-term that if even if they're, you know, they leave the team and they sign a nice contract a year from now that helps your comp stuff, those kind of moves I don't have a problem with. I would with. be shocked right now. If if JC Treader doesn't end up in Tampa Bay, that seems because like a yeah, injury, very yeah. logical move. If they have anything resembling cap space, yeah. I also thought he has a chance to be a Niner after Alex Mack retired. I think he's got a Browns connection or whatever with those guys too. Yeah, but uh, that that's ex- uh, here's the thing though with, with some of these old guys that are still out there, you don't know how healthy they are. Well, that's a key. Yeah, that's the key. I mean they may be dealing with something that mm-hmm. you just don't know. Uh, you don't know. Uh, again, maybe they don't want to. Not all of them are motivated to they get don't to camp go through, right yeah, now. They don't either. go right, through yeah. two weeks of training camp. <laughs> right. You know, like, give me, you know, sign me with, uh, call me back at two weeks before, yeah. the, before the regular season. <laughs> oh, I don't starts. have a good cell service agent. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm sure that those, you know, those two players, Odell, all these guys, have had plenty of conversations with teams. I mean, their yeah. agents know that there's their teams are checking in with them to see, well, how, hey, how's how's Odell's knee yeah. coming? Like I'm sure J.C. Treader's agent has. He knows his client will be on one of five teams. Yeah. We're just going to wait it out and see who gives us the best deal and what's the best fit. But there's no rush. He's going to be on. He's going to play football this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. I mean, you know, a lot of those guys are. So, I, I, you know, I, I, again, don't rush to sign somebody just because you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got this money burning a hole in our pocket. An extra O lineman though would never be a bad move in my opinion, especially feel, at the tackles. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Colbert said that after the season yeah. last year that he, he wished he would have signed an extra. They one would have more one guy. more. Yeah, but I kind of feel like they did that this year. Oh, I don't think they made the same mistake. Yeah, but I wouldn't hit, mind yet another. Because I, I mean, I look at that depth chart and they they signed. Not only did they sign Mason Cole and, and James Daniels, they brought Chooks back, mm-hmm. and then they added uh, Trent Scott as well. Yeah. Who's, a, who's a guy with, with NFL experience. So they added really three outside guys with NFL experience, and they didn't really lose anybody other than I mean, Zach Trey Turner. doesn't really count. Yeah, really. Zach yeah, Bannon didn't play, yeah. he didn't play for you last right. year. So you, you replaced 
one NFL player in, in, mm-hmm. in Trey Turner with three. I mean, they're hopefully their starters are better, but their two deep is definitely better. Yeah. You yeah. Know, especially even with, like, a LeGlue stepping up and looking like a keeper. Well, right now I'm, I'm looking here on our lads, uh, their, their depth chart. Uh, the, the Steelers' backup offensive line, Joe Haig, Kendrick Green, J.C. Hassenauer, John LeGlue, Trent Scott. None of which would I hate seeing the field. Yeah, I mean those yeah. are those are all guys that have played in NFL games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they keep ten, that's a decent ten to keep. Yeah, I mean you could you could do worse. And today, Kendrick Green worked with the ones. They did worse so, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's definitely an upgrade. I kind of wish a Melvin Gordon was still on the open market. You know, not D'Angelo Williams. That's too good. But somebody that's been around the block at the running back position that's a little well, older. Well, and, what about David Johnson? Still floating out I there. Th- he might be shot. You think he's done? No tread left on the tires. I think him and Lev Bell have had similar career paths, and Johnson's kind of lasted just a little longer, but neither one moves the needle. But he's been my favorite name. Yeah. Because he's also a big back that can catch the ball like Najee really well. And you think he'd know his role. That's a huge part of it. You you can't be blind. You You can't be LeGarrette Blunt. You also serve as the, uh, not necessarily the adult in the room, but just a guy that, that, you know, a young guy like Najee Harris can Mm -hmm. go ask questions. Protection about, schemes yeah. and how do you know? How do you set this guy up on this route? That's what I was thinking too. Nature. Like, yeah. you know, Najee, you on a really good wheel, wheel route, but try this. Dip your shoulder a smidge, or you know what I mean. It worked really well for me five years ago, you know. But Johnson, like Bell, I lump those two together because they were r- really the two best backs in the league there for a three-year stretch yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But that was how many years ago? It's yeah. been a while. I mean, in running back years, it was an eternity. Yeah, this, they're like dog years. Yeah, yeah, they, they Each age. Years quit. eight. Yeah, <laughs> but there might be somebody decent. There might be a brand name guy that gets cut. And you, you know, I, I think they really do want to take a look at those two young guys. Uh, the, them being uh, Mateo Durant and Jalen Warren. Uh, I don't think those guys are just throwaways. Only. I don't think Durant's a throwaway at all. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I, I don't know as much about Warren, but uh, he's a bigger back, and and mm-hmm. you know. Um, has some has some pop to him mm-hmm. and, and uh, did well last year at Oklahoma State. So much like Benny Snell, those guys will have to be special teamers. Yeah, that's the, mean, that's the key. Can they convince um, Coach Smith that they're worth keeping around or taking a chance on? And and people are are down on Benny Snell, um, as a just throw him in the game, spell Najee Harris type runner. And I get that, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's what he is. I think he's no. your if if something happens to Najee Harris. Go out and carry the ball 25 yeah. times for me. Tom, I'm curious. Do you think the book's written on Anthony McFarlane? No, he barely played last year. He was so injured last year. I just feel like they've uh, never trusted him. But and now, they, had, and now they have so many guys that do the thing that he was brought in specifically to do. I mean, he was mainly brought in to be that pass-catching element opposite of James Conner, who just could not do that. Juice. Now you want to throw the ball to Najee just as much as you want to hand the ball off to Najee. I think a big thing that hurt McFarland too, was he came out the COVID year. So he had no preseason to show the coaches. I can step up and pick up the blitz, yeah. you know, in the preseason in a game situation. So he was inactive a bunch and that was a long time ago. I mean, he's had time to redeem himself, but not being active very often is it's not really sentence, voting yeah. well that's for a pro- him, you know? That's probably it's now year three, and you're yeah. no longer on scholarship, even though you were a fourth round pick. It's 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 put up or shut up time. Because I kind of feel like the McNichol signing was more of a shot at him than yes, absolutely the backup to Najee. Absolutely, know? I think they, I think they're they, the same types. I think you look at Durant or Warren as Snell competition. Yeah. And that's that's Anthony McFarlane competition. Although those guys are also in competition with Anthony McFarlane, they mm-hmm. seem to want 
that pass-catching type back. Yeah, you know, that runs well, that's 205 pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not a little, little guy. And that is Durant as well. I mean, that's Mm kind of what he is, too. Yeah. And preseason will have a lot to do with those guys. They're going to get a ton of carries, that whole group. The non-Najee running backs are going to do a lot of work. It's going to be tough if they're going good in games to spell Najee. Like, if they're going week after week after week. I I, I always get asked that. It's like the Lev Bell problem. Right. Like, if if you're winning week three, week four, week five, and he's just carrying you to victory – how are you going to game plan come or, week seven to spell him in the second quarter? Or, right, certain right. more importantly, Tom, if you're losing and you're down by you a touchdown, him, you're like, not, yeah, you're not taking him out of the game. Well, yeah. we could we could we could afford to have Najee on the sideline for this series. Yeah. No. Yeah. So all the talk about <laughs> yeah, we'd like to lessen his workload. That's fine to talk about, and hopefully it, it works out that theory. way. But yeah. like, it probably won't. He's going to be the offense this year. Yeah. I used to be really critical of Tomlin in the Lev Bell era, just saying. Quit, quit, him, quit, yeah. quit, round, quit grinding him into the ground. And that's a front office way of looking at things. You know, like a coach doesn't think about that when they're in Baltimore week 10. It's with third the, and six. It's windy. And it's, He's you know, like, I run the wheels off. Your job is to find me another one. Right? <laughs> right like that's right, how the right, coach right. thinks. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like if it's third and eight, Najee's your best back. If it's right. third and one, Najee's your best back. If it's short yardage, if it's receiving, yeah. it's protection. You're not There's gonna, not one You're not going to run all the way. You're get down inside the five. Hey, Najee, come over here so Benny can run the – no. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Like as great as Derrick Henry is – well, third and nine, there's somebody better on your team yeah, than him. Right. Or as great as Austin Eckler is, on third and one, there's probably somebody on the team better than him. But the way Najee and Lev were, they're the best at every running back skill set. Yeah, which makes it tough. I mean, you, and you, coaches don't care about yeah, keeping this no. guy for ten years, or you know, and, and Najee, win. you know, Najee's been asked about that ad nauseum, and he's like, "Look, I'm built for this. This is what I do." He has so the mentality. When, so when and the, the player doesn't want to come right. out of the game either, that that you know he wants the football. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. Like I'm a high volume guy. That's well, I'm I, sure that's why they. I mean, I bet that was the number one trait they liked out of him coming out of Bama. Yeah. You know, we know yeah. how we use our backs. Most backs coming out of school can't handle that. I think this one can. Yeah. You and know? that that's attractive. That's why you go in the first round. That mm-hmm. and, you know that availability, that ability to take the football twenty to twenty-five times every game, right? And then do it again the next week, and yeah. the next week, and the next week. I was thinking Emmitt Smith, like when he was in the early nineties. Yeah. He wasn't as good as Barry Sanders, but man, they have a two-point lead against the Niners, and his arms falling off. The ball's still going to Emmitt behind that line yeah. thirty times. You know, best of luck stopping him, and he's getting six yards a pop. You know. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the reality that that mm-hmm. those guys are just built differently, and it, again it, c- it comes back to that athletic arrogance. Yeah, that it's they, a mindset they, too. You can't they like for Najee Harris, he can't go into any game thinking, boy, if I get twenty more carries in this game, I'm going to get hurt. And with his work ethic and the way he is off the field, I bet every time they pull him off the sideline for a series, he's jumping out of his skin and making him crazy too. Like, <laughs> yeah. why am I over here? You know, right? Yeah, I got to be in the game. I gotta, right, right. Again, it's that it's that mentality that. I need the football to help us win the game. Yeah, the A.B. mentality. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was the thing about Harris is he works like A.B., which almost could be a detriment because he works so hard and so much. You yeah, they hide tell his helmet me, sometimes. They tell him to go home last year, right? Yeah, they right, tell him to get right, out of the right, south side it. you're working too hard? Right, right. His, his high school coaches did that to him. Mm-hmm. Like, get out of the gym, man. His like, high school coaches had to send him home. They would they would have to go check on him to make sure that he wasn't at the, at the you know, Back working out again. The yeah. anti Kyler Murray. Yeah, get a life. That, that, yeah, get fine. Hey, get a hobby. <laughs> Go to a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a you know, I, I, that one. That one. I I, I understand the mm-hmm. argument, but I don't. I, and I see both sides of it. But I also see what Mike Tomlin's looking at with that and going. 
And I think you draft them, say, and you pick up his fifth-year option, maybe you franchise, and if you get six really good years out of him, that's yeah. worth the first-round pick all day long. Absolutely. Yeah, that, you're that's not going to for ten years. That's why they fully guaranteed his contract. Yeah, yeah. You know, they didn't do that with Kenny Pickett, but they fully mm-hmm. guaranteed Najee's because he is he plays that position, and you know yeah. that, it's a, a high security, ball, yeah, right? Give him a little bit of security with that. But I hate saying he is going to get hurt. <laughs> I mean, that's just reality. Henry, I mean, everyone. I'm yeah. not saying this Mike Tomlin says that. But, you know, every every player in this game is going to get. Yeah. You know, that, that's just especially the at that position. Yeah. Guys, that's going to do it. Boom. For Beautiful. Day two. Day two. How in the books. That? We put it in the books. Uh, we back tomorrow. You. We will be back tomorrow, and we'll be back Saturday. No, no shows on Sunday. Remember Saturday, the uh, Hall of Honor class announced. Yes. Mm, yeah. That'll be a big deal. Uh, tomorrow, Bert join us too. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Bert's going to yeah. join us to uh, go over all the stuff happening out here and how to uh, get out here, take advantage of all this stuff. We'll talk about Acrisure Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so, lots of stuff to talk about uh, with that and uh, everything that's going to happen here in the preseason as well. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for tomorrow. Every day is a new day here at training camp. It's the beauty of it. <laughs> they are. It's, it's like Groundhog Day, but every day there's something new. There's always something going on. Absolutely. But uh, So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Tom Opferman, uh, joining us here as he has done the last uh, two days now, uh, I am Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR.